are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. What's up, everybody? Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, and I'm happy to have you rock with me today. Do yourself a favor, download and subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. Here's what I have on tap for you today. Michael Jordan continues to expand that big old brand of his, adding on an entirely new sport, which is crazy, but we'll talk about it and how it all kind of came together because I know a lot of you were curious just like me. Keenan Stadium cutouts are no more. You can finally get your cutouts put away. If you thought about buying them, I hope you got your, um, put your money saved. And if you bought them, I hope you can get your money back. UNC and NC State soccer players kneel for the anthem in their opening game, but there was no uproar. And I want to talk about that a little bit and maybe why that could be. So let's jump right into it, shall we? Michael Jordan is now a NASCAR team owner. Yes, that Michael Jordan, the one tongue out, hoop earring, last dance, Space Jam, Carolina, Chicago Bulls, whatever you can think of that associates with Michael Jordan. Oh yeah, the sneakers. I forgot. I'm not a sneakerhead. So of course already you know clearly <laughs> that was the last thing I named. I don't understand the fascination with collecting a whole bunch of sneakers to only never wear them or only wear them one time or if they get one scuffy cry about it. I'll never get it, but that's another story for the another day. Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin are teaming up to start a new single car NASCAR Cup Series for 2021. For those of you who don't know who Danny, Denny Hamlin is, he's currently ranked second in Cup Series championship standings with seven races remaining. To add more interesting pieces to the puzzle, Hamlin and Jordan have purchased a team charter for, from Jermaine Racing to field characters Field cars, ooh, characters. Bubba Wallace is a character. Bubba Wallace will be driving a part of their team who will leave a richer Petty Motorsports at season's end. So I know like most of you, I had to ask, where in the hell did this connection come from? And according to ESPN, it started back in 2006. That's when Jordan became an investor in the still new Charlotte Bobcats. Whew, how many of you know the Charlotte Bobcats years? Those were rough. The orange and blue, trying to get a little bit of Carolina blue up in there. It was just, it was not a good look. Hornets for life, am I right? The Jack Nicholson of the Bobcats was Hamlet, a NASCAR wonderkin who won two races during his first full-time Cup Series season and was self-described basketball junkie. Sat courtside at the NBA team's sparkling new arena. In 2006, Jordan and Hamlin formed a, rela- a friendship that has continued to this day. They started playing golf, and we all know Jordan loves a good cigar and golf. Hamlin began sporting the Jumpman logo on his fire suit, wearing custom-made Jordan Brandon racing shoes, and on occasion bringing Jordan to the racetrack as his guest. Hamlin, in his notes-inspired announcement, as we know, if you're ever going to make an apology on Twitter or Instagram, or you're going to make something big happen, make an announcement, 
you're going to put it in your notes and then you're going to copy or you're going to screenshot it and you're going to put it on social media. That's just the way to go. <laughs> and Hamlin said about Bubba joining the team, Bubba has shown tremendous improvement since joining the Cup Series and we believe he's ready to take his career to a higher level. He deserves the opportunity to compete for race wins and our team will make sure he has the resources to do just that. Off the track, Bubba has been a loud voice for changing our sport in our country. MJ and I fully support him in those efforts and stand beside him. Well, amen to that. That's a beautiful thing. Already, before you ask me no more questions, yes, I support him. If he want to sit here and say Black Lives Matter on every single car, period. That's what he's going to do. And that you can't even say nothing about it because I'm the one with the money and I support him. I'm, I'm here for that. But if you're a Hornets fan, I wonder, do you think that your owner has too many irons in the fire? I mean, MJ is clearly showing us that the ceiling is the roof. And funny story, true story, actually. I attended that UNC game when Michael Jordan made his now infamous speech. I saw him. His eyes were just as red then as they were during the last dance. But what does that all really mean, right? If you are a Hornets fan, you're excited, obviously, that your owner is expanding the brand. Maybe there'll be some sort of connection. But at the same time, where's the focus? He can only do so much. And we all know with new business, your attention has to be with that because it requires a lot of bits and pieces to get things rolling. And I'm sure he has a team to help put things together. And being an owner, you just kind of get your stamp of approval. However, clearly with the Hornets, Michael giving his stamp of approval hasn't gone great. (laughs) Whoever he has picking his people in drafts has not been the best. I will say a shout out to Raleigh. Devontae Graham has been a great pickup, but when you look at the team as a whole, collectively, I'm not sure I feel confident going into next season unless they get some amazing draft picks. This up, and they'd have number three pick this year unless they get it going. I I don't know how I feel if I'm a Hornets fan and MJ adding one another thing to his ever long list of things that he does. It's cool, but if I want my team to be successful, I'm kind of you know wagging my finger a little bit like, all right, bruh chill out a bit but we'll see we'll keep our eyes peeled maybe there'll be some sort of positive change with the number three pick maybe it'll be another Tar Heel that he chooses who shouldn't be in the lottery picks at all we will just have to keep our eyes peeled and that's what we'll do but maybe Michael is fully equipped and ready because he had his Built Bar. (laughs) Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever with 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate. Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health conscious person like me, you'll, uh, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can go to Apple, Spotify, all those places to make sure that you're tuned into Locked on Tar Heels. Feel free to follow on Twitter at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. Let's talk about these heels. Let's get excited for the season. As we know, Carolina's not playing this weekend and it's kind of a bummer, but we're still going to be positive and we're going to keep giving you some real fun stories from around, you know, Carolina people are everywhere. So there's always some good content we can talk about. Am I right? Cool. And I know you were hyped about those Keenan cutouts, right? You're ready to go to Keenan Stadium, but I hope UNC is ready to refund you that money. And I'm going to tell you why. Yesterday, Governor Roy Cooper, who, funny story again, true story, in fact, was my first boss out of undergrad. 
I was his logistics coordinator for his speaking engagements back when he was the attorney general. He was my first job and he was the reason I went to grad school because I said this nine to five life cannot possibly be for me. I was stressed out. I didn't understand why high school, it seemed like people were still in high school and the government and all that good stuff. I mean, it was cool. Governor Roy Cooper was nice, but I just nine to five doing the same boring thing every day. It was a struggle for me. I can't even lie to you. And I have a little bit of a nine to five now, but it's way different being at home than it would be going to a government office every day. Try to tell you. All right, so anyway, Cooper announced that, oh, also no relation. I know people think, oh, that might be your cousin. I mean, if you saw Cooper, if you haven't seen him, you would know we're not quite related. But anyway, I digress. Cooper announced that when we ease restrictions, that means our efforts are working. His current phase two of his plan to reopen the state is set to expire next Friday, October Second, under phase two, gyms, bowling alleys, playgrounds, and museums were allowed to reopen to the public with restrictions. More than two weeks after the state lifted those restrictions, the state has seen an uptick in, has not seen an uptick in the cases, emergency room visits for COVID-like symptoms, or a percentage of positive tests, according to ABC 11. In fact, the percentage of positive tests has dropped in recent weeks, hovering between five and six percent even dipping below 5% on some days. The Department of Health basically said that we are doing the right things and taking the right steps. And of course, we want zero tests, zero cases. All that would be the destination. And finally, we had to figure out what that meant for Keenan Stadium. Under Cooper's new guidance, Keenan Memorial Stadium can hold 3,570 people. So shout out to Keenan Stadium for finally getting some people in the stands. It will it will look way less weird <laughs> come game day. You know, we do not have to have cutouts. More importantly, the kids can feel supported. Their parents can come to games. Their families can come and support them that they've been doing this entire time. So technically... For Carolina, they've only missed one game. So that's pretty good. You know, all things considered, one game in the lifetime span, I'll take that over what looked like at the time, them not being able to come at all. UNC Athletics released a statement on Tuesday after the announcement that Keenan Stadium would be allowed to hold this many people, saying, we are thrilled that we were able to start welcoming spectators back to Keenan Stadium in October, and we are hopeful that the number of people allowed in our stadiums will safely increase as fall progresses. We will be particularly excited to have parents and students back in our stands. They were certainly missed during our season opener. We are working with health, health experts in our university on plans for seating concessions and continued communication of community standards with the health of our student athletes, coaches, and community, our top priority. Now, you do know there are no students on campus technically, so I'm not sure that part of having students back will be effective, which is kind of odd considering the fact that they are paying tuition and they are paying money for athletics to run. So I think they should be able to see it, but you can't be on campus. But help me. So, you know, all these administrators help me understand how that works. Certainly, I feel for all the operations people. I've lived a life in operations. I feel for the people that have to get all of these different protocols in place and trying to get that concession stands and lines and reducing people and getting in close proximity to each other. That just... Ooh, my heart goes out to them for sure, but they'll get it done like they always do. Good news, though. If you've been a season ticket holder for some time, you're likely to get 
the call to see the Tar Heels in action. Bad news, you probably already spent your light bill to get that Mac Brown signed cutout. I'm not, I'm just going to say, I can already see people wanted that $500 cutout. I know it wasn't $500, but it might as well have been to get that cutout for Mac Brown so you can ensure that your family was in the uh, stadium for the open season opener. So you can call them today and see if you can get that money back. Okay, I'm not playing. You don't, you don't want to mess around and sit here and spend more money than you have to because you know them ticket prices probably went up too because they got to recoup some money from this this strange-ass year. So make sure you keep them people in line, them ticket people that you call calling today to try and get in Keenan Stadium. Make sure you're not going, going out sad, all right? Well, <laughs> I have more news that I want to talk about. This is kind of cool conversation, interesting dialogue that we should discuss about UNC men's soccer who played NC State over the weekend and what they decided to do for the anthem find out next here on locked on tar heels final topic of the day we are going to discuss unc men's soccer who played nc state sunday night and sure most love isn't given to unc men's soccer unc men's soccer's way but i decided that it is important to highlight this very important moment in their sports activity because i was pleased to see the movement go beyond the gridiron in the basketball court. And I just kudos to UNC soccer players for being the leaders that we need. UNC head coach Carlos Simono said the team was inspired after speaking with former Tar Heel Jaleel Anibaba, who is currently a member of the coalition board for the Major League Soccer Black Players for Change organization. He said, quote, we had a Zoom call with him and he shared lots of stories about what the MLS is doing. And we wanted to feed off that and show unity, not only for social justice, but for soccer community as well. So what did they do? All players, NC State and Carolina, including and coaches kneeled for the national anthem. They took a knee. And while most of you will never know that most people who aren't really soccer heads or fans about Carolina athletics you probably have never geared off anything beyond Keenan Stadium or the Dean Dome it's a big deal that they are still continuing this movement because it matters right they're deciding that beyond all the glitz and glam and highlights of what people want to get noticed they're doing what they want to do for social good following the demonstration the opening whistle blew and the season was underway and Carolina got it going and ended up taking the victory but I wanted to highlight, you know, why are people more fired up when it's football and basketball? Is it because of who it represents? It's because those sports are predominantly African-American. You would think that considering the fact that soccer is predominantly Caucasian, you would feel more of a way when you see those people kneel. That would be a bigger story because those people are trying to do social good on a grand stage as well. And they don't look like the people who are being affected yet. Somehow, some way, it bothers people when it's Black people saying, my life matters. Somehow, it bothers people when Black people are willing to step up and speak out and say, I'm tired of the things that are going on in our society when it comes to people that look like me. So I just, I don't understand the outrage for one group and not the other. I don't, like, it's more of kids are going to be kids, teenagers are going to be teenagers. We're following a fad, young adults are just, you know, rebellious always. But when it's black people, it's stick to sports, shut up. You know, we don't want to bring politics into it. And I, I could go down a rabbit hole of times that I've seen politics recently. We had Brendan Whitten on the show this past, last week, and he was talking about, you know, the idea that 
that politics in sports is very much decided about how it fits what you want, what you personally want to hear. So if it is of your interest, you're willing to say, yeah, let's go about and let's hear, especially when it's on the right side. I'm not going to, I'm not going to front here because we keep it a buck over here on Locked on Tar Heels. But it seems when we shift to the left, people start to get weary and tired and old of it. And it's, yeah, I too am tired of having to, you know, read hashtags and speak up for people and go out in the streets and protest because we see the same sad stories. However, I'm going to keep doing it. (laughs) I'm going to keep highlighting these stories because I think it's important. I wanted to also highlight one of the Priceless Gems, former player Mia Hamm, UNC Tar Heel great. And one of my favorite quotes from her is, the vision of a champion is bent over drenched in sweat at the point of exhaustion when nobody is looking. And I think for me, that's what men's soccer did on Sunday night. Well, I'm sure there were people who were watching them in terms of they covered the story on the Daily Tar Heel and they highlighted it that way. It's what they, to me, if they had a sold out crowd, would have done the same thing. And that's what I, you know, commend and think is a great thing for their personal growth, as well as, you know, UNC athletics and having to back these guys and not put out a statement like a be careful of how people respond to crazy things you do or make sure you don't, you know, ruffle any feathers, ruffle any feathers with our donors or all the endowed scholars and all that good stuff. I just, you feel like you need to say something. So you, you said it and you took a stand and you made a statement with your actions. And I commend that any day of the week because we need more of it. We need people willing to stick their neck out and say things are not right in our society. And we're going to do what we have to do to ensure that they're better. Period. Okay, period. And if you're not willing to do that, what are you standing for? What are you willing to, you know, support these kids for if you're not wanting to support their human rights? Beyond being athletes, they are humans first. So we have to do better about supporting them, whether it's on the soccer field, on the gridiron, or on the basketball court. Because I know hella basketball fans who love Carolina through and through thick and down will quote everything Roy Williams has ever said in his entire life but when we shout black lives matter everybody went ghost okay so I'm just I want you to take a look in the mirror it's always time for reflection and if you're one of those people that gets frustrated by it ask yourself why and maybe instead of getting mad think about how can I support how can I listen and learn how can I better understand people who are trying to bring about and call attention to some issues that are very much affecting people's everyday lives? All right. Well, that's all I have for you today. Make sure you download, subscribe, leave me five stars. Let me know how much you love the podcast. Okay. I would appreciate that. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Heels or at Candace D. Cooper. I hope you have a great Wednesday. All right, a great hum day. We're almost a Friday, people. We've almost made it. I got some great interviews coming up tomorrow. I'll have Bill Rickett talking to me about the merge of Carolina Panthers and Trey Boston. We're going to have that conversation Friday. I'll have one a former uh, UNC player who is also now strength coach talking to us about what he's doing to help the guys get prepared as they head into this long another stretch and going into Boston College so we'll have those stories for you here as we close out the week have a great rest of your day and as always go Heels you are locked on Tar Heels your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels part of the locked on podcast network your team every day